Welcome in to a brand new episode of Audio Knots, episode number 23. We are your pop culture palate cleanser, and we're excited to give you some news that's not bad news, since that's all we get lately. I am one of your co-hosts, Eric Oldboy, alongside the infamous and always ready to rock, Mr. Wren. How's it going, man? Uh, I don't know. I don't really know how I feel. It's, I'm trying to be positive. It's hard, um, right? Trying my best to be positive. So maybe I'm okay. <laughs> well, okay is pretty good anymore because yeah. there's just like, it's wild, right? Every damn day is like, oh, wow, okay, we're finally past this. And then something else horrendous happens. It's always like tomorrow is, tomorrow is always saying, hold my beer. You know? <laughs> Every damn yeah. day. Like, I saw a T1000 trending. I'm like, great. Now we're going to have oh. Terminators. Haven't no we way. had enough? So time <laughs> travel's possible? I no. guess. I don't know. I couldn't figure out. Don't you hate it? So a little quick rant about Twitter. Don't you hate it when something trends and you go to see why it's trending and every other a-hole is just typing in, why is this thing trending? And so you scroll and you scroll and it's just a-hole after a-hole wondering why it's trending too. Yeah. It's, it's, I just want to know the main story. Like, yeah. Twitter needs to find a way just to like pin the main story why it's trending, you know? Yeah, and sometimes if it's a, a, an actual news article, it will. But when it's something random that like some group of people have managed to get trending, I swear to God, it's like, listen, if we want to find out why it's trending, don't ask why it's trending. <laughs> it won't get buried. It's funny because the other day I was looking at, you know, Twitter. And I was like, why? What is Seth Rogen trending? What did he do? Seth Rogen? Oh. Why, why is he trending? It's like, what yeah. do you do now? No, I like Seth Rogen. That was a good yeah. one, though. I yeah. really enjoyed that. That was a good trend. So for all the audio nuts out there that don't know why Seth Rogen was, in fact, trending, uh, he decided to tell basically everybody to F off if they were haters and racists. He's yeah. like, I don't need you to watch my movies. Because, you know, that's always everybody's go-to. You know, with the social medias, uh, we all seem to think that we're equals, right? But guess what? I'm not nearly as cool as Seth Rogen. I don't have the same amount of influence as Seth Rogen. And so he's like, everybody's like, well, if you're going to say that and I don't agree with it, I'm just not going to watch your movies. And Seth Rogen's like, good, don't. I don't want your money. Don't yeah. follow me either, sucker. It's like, like you already watched his movies. Like, what are you going to do now? You can't, you know, he doesn't get paid for you to put in, put in like a DVD of, you know, Green Hornet or something. <laughs> Yeah, it's like too late, dumbass. He already made his money off of your back. Right. So I was glad that I, I, I've, that's the one good thing that's come out of all this kind of bad news when it comes to racism is um, it's exposing a lot of people and it's also making us understand who are the good people. It's really obvious who all the good guys are. So good for yeah. them. And I give them props. I think everyone, everyone is kind of slowly learning, you know, empathy of just, you know, don't judge them. Just gotta, you know, you gotta see and learn what they're going through before they, you know, just give your opinion about it. And that's just it too. And more than probably ever, uh, semantics matter. It really matters how you say something. So I have to admit that even I have learned over the past few months to understand and how to phrase things better because one, a lot of people I think get confused and they, they think in their mind that, well, if I say all lives matter, that's a good thing. Well, yeah, all lives matter. But black lives matter because all lives matter. And currently, all lives aren't in crisis, but the black lives are. And so it's not a slap in your face 
We're not saying, guess what, Whitey? You, your life doesn't matter right now because black lives matter. That's not how it works. It doesn't have to be an either or thing, but it's okay right. to talk about those who are currently in crisis. Yeah, because we live in a world where it's kind of like, you know, either you're right or you're wrong, you know? It's, yeah. it's like in the reference to Star Wars. I want to be a gray Jedi, damn it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. You, everybody needs to, like, like you said, everybody needs to learn to be empathetic, relax a little bit. Don't get so irate and assume when someone says something that's positive towards their culture, their race, their sex, their sexuality, whatever it might be, it's yeah. not demeaning yours. And so, so many people get so like caught off by that. They're like, well, if you say something positive over here, I didn't hear you also say something positive about me. It's like, fool, <laughs> you need to relax. You're fine. It's like, you know, it's uh, BLM, you know, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. We're not, it's not saying just Black Lives Matter. <laughs> you know, right. Like that that seems right, to be a real sticking point for people. Yeah. Time and place, man. Right now, this is what we need to deal with. Yeah, I agree. So I don't want to spend too much time yeah. on that because everybody's getting that all the time everywhere. And so we want everybody to know that Audio Knots cares about Black Lives Matter. And we, we agree with that. But there's no reason to uh, dwell on it because you're going to hear it everywhere else you go. So like I said at the very beginning, this is your pop culture palate cleanser. And I want to talk about more fun things. So let's start off with uh, Ren. What have you been up to? What have you been watching? What have you been having fun with lately? Well, you know, in this in this uh, world world and timeline that we're living in, I feel like watching shows is like the best thing to do, right? It's like the safest thing to do. It's safe. It kind of relaxes your mind because I don't know yeah. about you, this whole environment gets kind of stressed out. It makes it harder to sleep. Everybody's crankier, yeah. you notice, in your real life. So, yeah, you're right. But um, I, well, I'm, two shows that I'm mainly watching right now is uh, Space Force. Okay. And what and episode are you on? I'm like episode five. Okay. So I'm like halfway through. And then I'm also watching Watchmen. Oh, okay. And then I just finished like episode three. Perfect. Well, let's use that then as a, a jump off point for the healthy stream. Because I'm thinking we could just jump over to, uh, let's, let's start with Netflix and talk about Space Force. So let's give me your early thoughts on the first five episodes you said you've seen of Space Force. Yeah, so you finished it, right? Yeah, I, I've watched all of Space Force. There's only nine or ten episodes, and I'll give you my thoughts after you share yours. It's for me. I kind of like. I felt. I felt like you know, since it was based on what the POTUS, you know, said Space Force. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. They're they were playing right as as like I'm only midway. They're playing so safe, you know, like their jokes yeah. are just like almost there, but not all the way. You know, they're just kind of like poking poking the bear, and they're. I felt they're afraid that, you know, POTUS might do something in real life or something, you know? Oh, yeah. You never know. Every time he gets pissed off, he threatens to shut it down. <laughs> yeah. So it's like the jokes are there. Yeah, the jokes are there. It's just that it's it's a little safe of a show for me. Like, I want it to be funny. And I haven't got that, like, you know, laugh out loud moment yet. It's and I don't, I don't think you will because – I have to agree with everything you're saying. They're, they're, it's almost like they couldn't decide if they wanted to be a comedy or a drama or even a good dramedy. Like, is, they're so focused, I think, on satire versus laughs. And sometimes yeah. satire is okay. And there's a lot of good shows that do satire pretty well. But this show, it needs some more genuine laughs. Like, we all think yeah. it's funny. The whole Space Force concept, I think, is kind of funny to everybody. And that's why they jumped on it. Like, we had to make a show about this. I can't believe this is a real thing. And I get why they did it. 
but yeah, the, and it's loaded. That, that show, by the way, is absolutely loaded with fantastic actors. Right. Every actor is a good actor. And I wanted so badly to love it. Steve Carell, the dude that created uh, The Office. I mean, they're reuniting. How could it go wrong? And it doesn't necessarily go wrong, but it doesn't ever find its feet. And so my opinion is I hope it gets a second season. And because the, the guy that made this show, he's, he's famous for first seasons not being great. The Office kind of had an okay first season. Parks and Rec kind of had an okay first season. And so I'm hoping that he really is able to drill down and make it a better show by season two. Right. Like the only, like, I'm halfway, like I said, well, I'm halfway through the one that kind of got me kind of chuckling yeah. was when uh, Southern dude was like, there's something on your puss, you know? <laughs> I was like, what the hell? And he's like, that's Southern for a face. Have you never heard that? No. <laughs> so Mike, uh, a little fun fact about Eric Oldboy. My grandma was from West Virginia. So she always used that term. And I always thought it was funny because she the same thing. She'd always be like, what's with the frown on your puss? And that was just normal. That's what they said. That, that's pretty good. It's, uh, it's, nor- it's nor- northern for fa- uh, pussy. <laughs> yeah, nor- yeah it's, it's northern for vagina and southern for face. So two different yeah. regions when you're talking about puss. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. But uh, yeah, as far as Space Force goes, um, I thought my funniest episode, I think, may have been the dog monkey episode because that had some more like slapsticky moments right. um, where it was just really funny watching St- Steve Carell be his, at his best, where he's getting excited for a moment and then he's terribly disappointed by it. And then he's excited and he's almost frustrated. And so his reactions to how ridiculous the situation was, was, was pretty good. Because that, that episode is really good. It's like episode two, right? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like like an inception in a way where Steve, Steve Carell's character is doing that to the monkey. And from like the scientist's point of view, Steve Carell is the monkey in a way. So it's kind of oh, like, Oh yeah. yeah. So it was like hilarious. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Episode two. And then you haven't quite made it as far. Episode seven is also, also a pretty good one. I enjoyed that, but then they do this weird leap in time. So the whole show is based obviously about them creating a space force and getting boots on the moon, or as the POTUS says, boobs on the moon. But um, they're trying to get these people. Then all of a sudden, like from episode eight to nine, people were just kind of talking about wanting to learn how to be on space force. Some of the actors that were like in high school at the beginning episode are all like astronauts and going to space. And it's like, I feel like I missed them. I literally thought that I'd missed an episode. And I went back to make sure we hadn't like missed something. And they just like didn't bother giving us any of the stuff in between. They're just like, go with it. So they didn't say like five years later. No. In fact, they kept saying, You're four years, um, you're four years ahead of your plan because the reporters were all giving them S about how quickly they, they had gotten to the point of sending people in space. So maybe that was just part of the joke. Well, well, the thing is, they keep saying boots on the moon and boots on the moon in 2024. Yeah. And, and so they, if, they do it in 2020. Right. So within like a few months. Yeah. Yeah. They, they literally do it in a few months. So um, that's kind of my take. Did you say that uh, the show was the creator of Upload too? Yeah. So the same guy, I, also I can't think of his name. It's like 
Greg something maybe. I don't know. But yeah, the same dude that created, uh, well, he was not the creator. He was the revamper of The Office because as we remember, The Office was, was, was a UK show first. Yeah, and yeah. he brought it to the US and made it way better. He was the co-creator of um, Parks and Rec, which was a huge hit as well. And then this year, he's the, the creator of Space Force and I guess the co-creator of um, Upload, which is on Amazon. And honestly, in my opinion, why the Upload doesn't have nearly as many famous actors, I thought it was a much better show. Like if I had to choose, really? I would, I'd pick Upload all day over Space Force. Nice. You notice that um, the, the red hair dude is from Upload too? That's really the kid, the, the, the high school kid. kid that's yeah, that's in, yeah. Who becomes He's, an astronaut, by the way? <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah, uh, I don't care. <laughs> I haven't seen it, so. But uh, he's the AI in the uh, upload. Oh, shit. Mind blown. <laughs> yeah. Holy smokes. I did not realize. He's the one that keeps replicating. He's like every part. Yeah, he's and, the AI. <laughs> holy crap. I can totally, now, now you've said that it's so obvious to me. I know. I was like, oh, this guy looks so familiar. Maybe he's related to the guy, the creator. His, yeah. He gets to be in both shows. Yeah. Personally, Upload, though, is the winner. Hopefully, Space Force gets better by season two, though. It's like, who is it? Was it James Gunn that always adds uh, his brother-in-law or something in movies? His actual brother, yeah. A brother? <laughs> yeah, his, his brother is always in his movies. Yeah. So, um, also over on Netflix, I don't know if you saw this one yet. Did you watch... That new movie with Kamel Numanji, I don't know how to say his last name, the dude from Silicon Valley. Did you watch his movie Lovebirds? Oh, Mr. Swole himself? Yeah. Uh, I did. Okay, let's hear your thoughts on that. What did you think? Um, I don't know. I, I don't really like that movie. You didn't like it? Which, what, what did you not like about it? Well, for me, I felt like the two main actors and actresses yeah. Their chemistry was really off and it was like really, really forced. Okay. And I don't know. There was just like no emotional like connection, connection with them at all. And, Interesting. and like, it was just it like, it tried to be funny. I just, I don't know. <laughs> Did you never laugh at all? I laughed a few times. It's just like, you know, about like, all those racial jokes and, you know, there's parts that's funny, but I don't know. I just, overall, I'm like, uh, this movie is just really okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the most okayest movie ever. So yeah. I, my opinion is we, the wifey and I, uh, over the weekend, decided to have a Kumail movie night because we got HBO Max and we have Netflix. We thought, right. we're going to watch Stuber, which is another Kumail movie. And oh, then we're going to, yeah. Then we're, you, you saw that one too? No, not yet. Okay. It's on my list. And then we're going to watch Lovebirds. So we watched Stuber first. And I thought Stuber was hilarious. I, I laughed all the way through. And when we were done, my wife's like, meh, she could take it or leave it. So then we watched, literally, right after Stuber was over, we started watching Lovebirds. And back I noticed to that. Back. We, yeah, back to back. We had a Kumail night. Nice. And mostly because I love this guy, by the way. He's uh, one of my favorite young actors. I don't know how young he actually is, but as far as not being around for a long time, I really enjoy everything he's in because he basically seems like he plays himself but he is just a funny dude and right. so um i think i like lovebirds a little bit better than you but not nearly as much as my wife did so after we were done watching lovebirds my wife was like oh i really like that one and so she liked it better than stuber so maybe one was more for the female gender versus you know dudes 
I didn't think it was right. a bad movie. I think I thought it was funnier than you. You know, the basic premise was pretty simplistic, but I noticed that Kumail kind of had, at least in those two movies, they're both very similar type circumstances where he's a regular dude thrown into a ridiculous circumstance. And right. both movies were just him kind of running around trying to figure out what the hell's going on the whole time. It's, for me, it reminds me of that one movie with Steve Carell and Tina Fey. Like, called I thought of that too. What was that movie called? Like Date Night or something like that? Date Night. You're right. It's very much like Date Night. Yeah. That's a good, that's a hot take. Because uh, I thought of that too and I couldn't remember the name of the movie. But that actually came into my mind while we were watching Lovebirds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I actually those- like Date Night more. <laughs> Oh, I can't even, honestly, it's been a while since I've seen that movie and I can't remember if I liked it or not. But uh, no, you're right. It's, it gives those vibes for sure. Same, same style movie. For those who haven't seen Lovebirds, it's basically um, Kumail and what is that girl's name? She's from an HBO show, Insecure. Can't I don't remember. know. She's a good actress too. Very pretty and funny. And so um, they have a circumstance where they accidentally are involved with a murder. They're not necessarily necessarily the murderers, but they're afraid it's going to get pinned on them. Right. So the whole the whole movie, they're trying to like clear their names because they think they're going to go to jail, and that's the premise of the movie. And it's it's silly, but as far as you know, direct to Netflix movies go, it wasn't bad. Let me ask you this: in my opinion, and you may have a different opinion, I thought it was much better than Coffee and Kareem. Yeah, no, I can. No. Yeah, I can. I can agree with that. Okay, so it, maybe that just shows that Netflix is making some progress because Netflix is. I don't think is yet to make a movie that I thought was amazing. Like, oh my gosh, this is like one of my top favorite movies. But uh, they're getting each movie seems to get just progressively a little bit better. At least, at least this movie didn't have a cliffhanger. That's true. Yeah, and you called that out last time. You're like, oh, every movie they make has a cliffhanger. I know. They're like testing the audience. Do they like it? If they do, we'll make part two. Yeah, we'll make more. You know, money to be made. Can't let that slide. Well, I'm just, it's just cool. It's cool how um, there's a movie that has a black and an Asian lead. Let's go. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's that's great. And they're both great actors. It was a funny movie. I didn't, you know, here's me. I didn't even think about that. So, you know. <sighs> well, sometimes it's kind of funny to me because some, some people don't know that Indians are Asian, considered Asian too. <laughs> Yeah, it's part. Of, it's part of Asia. Yeah, continents are hard. <laughs> yeah, and we say India as it as Indian from India. Yeah, yeah. People tend to think of Indians as India rather than Asians. So I get. Or maybe from. like when you say Native Indian, Americans, Native Americans. <laughs> you know, like oh, we're very confused. Okay, it was alone, continents right? are hard. Continents are hard. Um, I have a, another Netflix tidbit, and this is more of a get ready to look forward to, but I saw the other day that Kipo and the Age of the Wonder Beasts is coming back for season two. Oh, I, I watched only episode one of that show. Oh, well, I, I liked it as, you know, as far as an adult man should like a cartoon, but uh, I enjoyed it. I watched it from start to finish. I thought it was really well done. Um, I actually really enjoyed it, actually. And so... Um, Season two comes out June 12th, so next Friday. Oh, that's pretty soon. I didn't realize yeah, that. In fact, I got a lot of hot June 12th news. Apparently, for whatever reason, June 12th is the day to debut things. So we're going to stay home and watch it hard. Yeah, so if you're worried about uh, the coronavirus on June 12th, stay home. There's lots of good TV. Lots what? and lots of good TV. 
COVID still going on? I know. Who I almost forgot. You know, that's the thing about our nation is we're always riled up about something, and it's something new now. And you'll forget about what you were riled up about last week. I'm pretty sure Aliens is next. I can't wait. If if that's the next one, I'm all for it. If I'm gonna go, let it be Aliens. They're gonna come by. They're like, oh, we'll come back some other time. <laughs> they're like, no, we don't want to take over this planet. It's got some issues. Um, jumping over, let's jump over to Disney Plus. So, because um, this is a great segue, uh, June 12th, we have a debut. Um, there was a movie that originally uh, Disney was making. It was going to be, I think, one of their big tentpole movies um, called Artemis Fowl. Did you ever see that trailer? Oh, yeah, yeah. You look yeah, weird. So, yeah, so Artemis Fowl was kind of like. Uh, a younger version to me of maybe Men in Black is kind of the vibes I was getting. Yeah. And so Artemis is, uh, it stars, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Bullseye. Bullseye. What's his name? Colin Farrell. Thank you. Farrell, Colin Farrell, Farrell. Colin? Yeah, Colin Farrell. So yeah. it stars Colin Farrell. He's some sort of like spy or something that steals. Uh, what it looks just like it almost looks like he's a thief that's just stealing antiqui- antiquities, but it turns out that he's taking things that are like connected to other like paranormal realms, right? So some of these things he's really protecting us, so we don't know he's protecting us from ghosts and aliens and Bigfoots and all this weird stuff that we always talk about. Right. And he finally gets like captured or caught or something, and his son, who had no real idea that's what he was into has to take his place and so artemis fowl is about the son i think trying to rescue the dad while dealing with all this weird men in black type stuff and i'm pretty sure it's a spendy movie i think they invested quite a few dollars into it but because of covid19 instead of it showing up in the theaters they decided to um, have it released on um, disney plus and i read that this is the uh, biggest movie to be released straight released straight to streaming so far so as far as uh, budget versus streaming value, uh, it's the biggest one yet. Of all of streaming? Yeah. So of all the streaming movies that like movies that were meant to be in the theaters that have been released soon, this is the biggest one so far. Um, is it because of all the CG? Yeah. It looks like they spent a ton of money on CG. So Disney's been kind of uh, hit and miss recently with these kind of kids CG movies. Uh, Wrinkle in Time comes to mind. I think that movie cost a boatload of money. It was terrible. Told you it was terrible from the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> you called it and I still like, well, I got to see it. Because you know, they do do a good job of making the uh, trailers look good. And you're like, wow, it's got Oprah Winfrey in it. Can't say no to that. And then you go and you're like, God, this movie is such trash. But they've been on fire with the trash movies. Remember Tomorrowland with George Clooney? I thought, oh, shoot. Disney, George Clooney, it's going to be a fantastic movie. Trash. You watched that? I haven't even seen that. Oh, don't bother. If you didn't like uh, Wrinkle in Time, Tomorrowland's just as big a piece of garbage. But uh, hopefully, and probably not likely, uh, Artemis Fowl could very well be in the same vein as the rest of these, where it's a big, beautiful-looking movie that's kind of garbagey. Like the other one. What was the other one? It was um, one of those princess movies. Oh, The Nutcracker. The Nutcracker... Uh looked fantastic i mean that movie looked gorgeous and of those ones i just listed it's probably the least terrible we watched it during christmas time and it's cute like i didn't mind seeing it once but i probably would never watch it again but it did look great the special effects were incredible i think that's the one thing like disney does right like the effects 
like when it, like for example when I first, when I first saw uh, Maleficent Part yeah. One, yeah, yeah, I thought the visuals were amazing, but that's like man, this storyline is kind of dumb. I didn't yeah, like the storytelling of it. Yeah, it is kind of dumb. Same as same with Part Two is kind of dumb too. Yeah. But my wife, you know, my wife loved both of those movies. So yeah, my wife does too. Is yeah, we're just not the audience. audience. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, Artemis Fowl, June twelfth. Everybody, check it out. I'll probably still watch, especially now for free. You know, I'm already paid for that channel for three years. Right. It's it's based on a book, right, or a graphic novel? I think it's a book. Yeah. Right. Um, there's like I'm, multiple books too. I think. Yeah, I think that they're hoping this could be a Percy Jackson type situation. It just just give us Percy Jackson. It's, well, it's they're going way, to. It's in the yeah. works. We talked about that last episode or yeah. episode. It's going to be way better, guaranteed. Yeah. So next, uh, Disney Plus, I have some hot, some scorching hot WandaVision news. Ooh. Yeah, because we've been without, you know, part of the reason Disney did get my three years worth of payments is because I was so stoked for all these Marvel television shows they promised us. And we get to get one, you know, partly their fault, partly not their fault. So we'll give them a little bit of a break. But WandaVision is um, getting closer and closer. In fact, I think they're finishing it up as we speak. And one of the news and notes that came out of it is they hired an actor named Evan Peters. Now, let me ask you, do you know who Evan Peters is? Evan, no. What okay, is he? So, where has he been? Okay, so here's, a, here's the funnest hint ever. He's been in the Marvel Universe before as a superhero, but not in the Disney Marvel Universe until now. He so was in like DC? He was an X-Men. He was oh, an X-Men. X-Men, yeah. Evan Peters? Yeah. Is, he, is that Sabretooth? Nope. No. Oh. Evan Peters is Quicksilver. Oh, uh, Kickass? Yeah, Kickass himself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So Evan Peters, Kickass himself, also X Men's version of Quicksilver. Because as you remember, he's one of the few characters that's wait. Been both- hold on. No, Kickass is Marvel's Quicksilver that with Wanda Vision. Oh yeah. So we reversed it. Yeah, Kick-Ass is also Quicksilver, but he was the Disney version, whereas... That died. Um, yeah, that's died. Where Evan Peters is the X-Men version who is still alive. So um, From American Horror Story. There we go. Yes, he played the bad okay. guy in American Horror Story. Okay, so Evan Peters, now that we've established who he is, has, uh, uh, it's been leaked that he's been cast to be in WandaVision. So everybody's trying to figure out what's going on here because one of the things that we do know about WandaVision is that it's leading directly into Doctor Strange and the multiverse, which is like we've we've had yeah we've had our uh, our multiverse pants toit ever since we've been talking about maybe a, a few different types of Spider-Man, the Spider-Mans, yeah. and so now as I'm sure your brain has already like put A and B together. Um, they're wondering if Evan Peters shows up as, because it appears to me and everybody else, I think, from the trailer for WandaVision, because we know from Infinity War, and um, if anybody hasn't seen it, uh, the Vision was killed. Shame on you. Yeah, shame on you. The Vision (laughs) was killed by Thanos. But yet in WandaVision, which is not pre-Infinity War, we know now, uh, Vision's alive. So we believe that Wanda's doing some stuff in the multiverse herself, and jumping all around, that's what's making all these weird-ass realities, maybe. And that's why it leads to Doctor Strange and his multiverse, or the same multiverse, that maybe, just maybe, she's going to be so sad about her dead brother, kick-ass, 
that she meets another version of her brother from a different universe who is Peter or Evan Peters. Wait, what say on. you? Good or bad? Let's re- rewind this. Because <laughs> um, Vision, no, Vision, Vision? Vision, yeah. He's not dead. Am I right? No, he because did. remember, but we remember in uh, Endgame where uh, Sh- Sherry or Siri, whatever, she was like fixing his little thing. Well, they're, they're, I don't know that if that's the same one. Like the vision we know and love is dead because he wasn't snapped dead. He was murdered. Oh, wait. In, um, I'm still confused. The, remember, he, I don't ripped, remember. He, ripped, he ripped the thing right out of his head and killed him dead. And that, he was, oh, he wasn't snapped. He was, it was before he snapped. He oh, killed so that him. Was, vision was killed in Infinity War. So who the hell was she, was she fixing it? I thought she was fixing the thing. Well, that's before she got killed him. Yeah, right. Vision's dead. <laughs> okay, okay. For now, at least. So Vision's dead. So the fact that Vision is in the WandaVerse makes us think that it's something going on in her head or she's doing a whole bunch of weird multiverse things. And so there's two theories. Theory one is that Evan, Evan Peters plays his version of Quicksilver, and that's that's kind of seems like a pretty obvious connection seeing as how Wanda in the Disney side was the twin of that Quicksilver. Whereas the X-Men Quicksilver never had a twin sister like that, or it wasn't related to at least uh, um, Wanda. And then um, there are the Scarlet Witch, whatever you want to call her. But the other theory could be they're saying that there's a character in the Scarlet Witch in the comic series called Nightmare. And they're thinking that it's also possible, since we have seen Evan Peters play the bad guy in American Horror, that he could be playing the, the villain and playing the character of Nightmare. And Nightmare, one of his powers is effing with people's heads and putting them in nightmares. So it could be possible all these different things we're seeing is Nightmare controlling Wanda. Right. So something to noodle on. I just thought that was pretty exciting. I was it's it's fun anymore cuz we're we're itching for good superhero news to get anything. So that tidbit was almost like they've been releasing all of like the actors that were in The Mandalorian like everybody and their mother. Um, it was kind of cool that they threw out another big time character name for um, WandaVision. Or he, do you go like the Flash route where he runs so fast he goes to other universes. Yeah. And in the Flash, we saw the movie Flash meet the TV Flash. Am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. So, yeah, that's cool. Uh, WandaVision, Evan Peters, Quicksilver, maybe. We'll find out. Yeah, I really like Evan Peters as an actor. He's a good actor. I agree. Yeah. Um, I want to jump over real quick to Quibi because I only have a quick quick bite. <laughs> Quibi's basically quit making shows at this point i i think it's probably only a matter of moments before they're not a network anymore but one of the new series that they did put out that kind of made me chuckle and i don't know that it's meant for me but there might be some listeners out there that are excited about this but they made a show called kirby jenner and basically kirby jenner is based on the fictional uh twin brother of kylie jenner and this guy this the plays kirby jenner created this character as his own he's just like a performance artist is what they dub him as it's, it's, uh, on, it's based on a true story right yeah on instagram yeah. he started just photoshopping himself into all the jenner kardashian photographs and playing basically this uh fraternal twin of kylie that doesn't exist 
And it got so popular that it actually caught the attention of Kris Jenner, the mom of the Kardashians and the Jenners. And she decided to hire this guy and produce the show called Kirby Jenner. And so Quibi has created this, you know, 10 minute show where each episode he's either a, uh, um, not photoshopped. I don't know what do they call it when they add someone to a movie versus a uh, picture, but he's been altered into like real things that they've done where he wasn't actually there. And then also because the Jenners are actually the real producers, there are cutscenes that have him with them and they're pretending that he's the twin brother that nobody talks about. And it's kind of amusing. I watched the first two episodes and it was because it was I'm familiar with all this stuff because my family, my wife and daughters are huge fans of the Kardashians. So it was kind of funny because they use all the same cutscenes, They use all the same dorky music. It feels just like a real Kardashian show, but he's just kind of like this dumbass that floats around trying to figure things out. Cause he's not good. Like the rest of them. Right. So I thought that was pretty funny. So if anybody's into the Kardashians and you want a good laugh, uh, watch Kirby Jenner on uh, Quibi. Cool. Oh, over on, <laughs> you're like, I have nothing to say. <laughs> I have no comment. No hot takes here. Over, <laughs> that's good because we're we're cruising along pretty well today. Over on Apple TV. Um, before I get into this new show that they just put out, did you see? Did you ever watch Mythic Quest? By the way, no, dude. Bro. I watched. <laughs> I watched Silence, and then I watched The Servant, and I just kind of quit Apple TV. Bro, you're killing me. The best show. I'm promising you, and you're gonna like it. Did you like Silicon Valley? Yeah. Okay. So if you like the Silicon Valley vibes, you got to watch Mythic Quest. You're going to like yeah. it. It's super good. Well, I, I do like it. I just haven't got the chance to because I, I watched like three episodes of it. Yeah. And then I just kind of stopped because, you know, new shows keeps coming out that I want right. to watch. So Mythic Quest has played all the way through. I have seen it all the way. But they did, they pulled a uh, Parks and Rec slash community and they made a quarantine episode. What? And it was, I wouldn't say like if I'm ranking my quarantine Zoom episodes, I'm going to go um, Parks and Recs, Community, and then Mythic Quest. I enjoyed all three of them, but all three of them were done very differently. So where Parks and Rec was all Zoom, we're bringing back old characters, we're playing the characters. Community was just the actors being funny as hell. And then um, uh, the quarantine episode of Mythic Quest is almost like a full-fledged story, but still done via Zoom. And the one thing that I have to give them major props for that they did better than the other two is they had a very real moment where one of the characters breaks down and starts like having a hard time and crying. And it like literally brought a tear to my eye because we all know what it feels like to be in this situation that we're all in. Is it, is it on Apple TV or can you watch it somewhere else? No, it's on Apple TV. So um, anybody doesn't have Apple TV, I still do not encourage anyone to purchase it. <laughs> By the way, I did hear that they're, because nobody's buying it, probably because of me, I've been telling everybody not to buy it. Uh, they are, if you do decide for whatever dumb reason to pay for Apple TV, they're going to start bundling it, I guess, next month with Apple Music and some other crap because they know they can't get anybody to buy it on its own. And who buys Apple Music too? <laughs> My daughter. Anyways, before I get mad about that, um mythic quest is a great show you could probably watch the entire thing with a, a seven day free trial but make sure if you do watch it to watch the 11th episode which is the quarantine episode because it was funny i enjoyed it it had some legitimate funny move moments it wasn't nearly as funny as some of those other ones we talked about 
but the the moment where they had that kind of real part that made us like oh that's it's almost too real um it was good i i i was impressed with the way they pulled it off you didn't think that the quarantine episode was too soon no not at all because like you know parts and rec it's kind of like a reunion yeah community was kind of like a reunion and then mythic quest just finished and they're already doing one yeah, but I think it falls into what the show is about, right? Because it's it's a tech savvy show, and right. so they were basically showing that they were still being tech savvy by communicating via the Zoom and you know online like everybody's doing. I just need to watch it. Yeah, no, you watch Mythic Quest. I am promising you, you'll enjoy it. It's better. I tell you this: Mythic Quest is better than Space Force, guaranteed. You know, as much as I want to love Space Force and I don't hate it, Mythic Quest is a better show. Dude, the, the best thing about Space Force is that it's giving me a lot of sales in T-shirt wise. Oh, yeah. We can give another <laughs> quick plug. Uh, if you want to go to Shinobi on TeePublic or the Tipsy Curator on TeePublic, uh, we have some hot uh, Space Force T-shirts, and it's the easiest sell of the day. Uh, yeah. Ren told me that he was doing it. I'm like, oh, that's an easy graphic. And I went home last night, I made one, woke up to the morning, boom, sales. It's like, yeah. yes, this is awesome. We've been working on, uh, you know, trying to get a new um, audio deck for our podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is the way. <laughs> this is the way. This is the way. Um, also on Apple TV, the one show that I was like super excited about, I would say that I was almost equally excited for this show as I was for Space Force to come out, right. was a new show from the creators of Bob's Burgers called Central Park. And this show looked exactly, I mean, the animation is exactly the same as Bob, Bob's Burgers. And I was really excited. And so I, I had read, I knew a little bit about it. I understood the show took place with a park ranger that runs Central Park in New York City. And I also understood that they said it was going to be a musical, which I thought, well, it's fine because any more Bob's Burgers has a lot of musical moments and they're usually pretty right. good. But what I learned is that musicals and this type of thing needs to be done more sparingly because I cannot make myself more clear on how much I hated the TV show Central Park. I hated it and I will not be watching another episode. And it bums me out because I love the creators of the show. I love all the actors. Like they have Titus from Kimmy Schmidt is one of the main actors. He gets to sing yeah. a bunch. But I swear to you, Ren, they sing every two seconds in this damn show. And they try to make it funny, right? So they're trying to sing funny shows and they make poop jokes in their songs. It's not funny. It's not a good musical. Nothing about it. Like it was so cringy that I was just like, I couldn't wait. I almost stopped it. I almost didn't even finish episode one. That's how much I disliked it. So you're not even going to give it another episode? Nope. That's how much it wow. made me mad. So uh, Central Park, maybe someone else will like it. Maybe you should watch it and give me your thoughts on it. But uh, for me, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a non-starter. Central Park turns you to the dark side. <laughs> Central Park centrally sucks. So, no, thank you. Um, I want to jump over to Hulu. Um, Hulu, Hulu, Hulu. Um, guess what they've got going on? Something is debuting on June 12th. Well, I man, told you. A, like I said, when brands compete, you yeah. win. We yes. win. Such an excellent point. So uh, Hulu's got a brand new show that I'm super excited about. So I'm hoping it's not like another Central Park type letdown. But from the creators of Robot Chicken comes a brand new show called Crossing Swords. 
and crossing swords from the trailer. And this also could be a tasty trailer for those who want to jump out before uh, Friday and see what this is about. It looks almost like those Playmobil little dolly characters that kids play with. And uh, it's based in like olden times, you know, with kings, queens, and knights and all that. And this squire, this guy's from a poor village and everybody wants to become a squire and he happens to land the role of being a squire. So he gets invited into the kingdom to squire for this night, but he doesn't realize what a a shit show this this kingdom is. And so he gets in there and everything's going wrong. And there's lots of swearing. There's lots of little toy nudity. There's a S and M dungeon, but it looks hilarious. And the show is made, like I said, by the um, creators of Robot Chicken, but it's loaded from top to bottom with big time names of uh, comedians that we all know and love. Did you see the trailer for that yet? Yes, I watched it um, before the podcast. Yeah, what'd you think? It it looks hilarious. It's it looks a so funny. cartoon and. The characters looks kind of like if you mix um, your little Wii character with oh. like a Minecraft. <laughs> that's yeah, what and you that's, get, you know? Yeah, that's why I thought they looked kind of like those Playmobil uh, cake. They're like, I don't know if you know Playmobil. You don't have little kids. But Playmobil is this little like three-inch action toy for like three-year-olds. It's like mm-hmm. they got the big bulbous heads and the kind of like, right. uh, cylinderistic bodies. And it's like they – they show everything like there's one scene in the trailer where you can see like little cartoon dongs and balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the heck? Uh, cartoon dongs and balls. <laughs> and yeah. Like, I'm hoping because it looks so funny that it doesn't turn out like paradise PD season two, where they push oh, the limits yeah. so far that they forget about being funny and they're just gross. Yeah. It's funny. That one scene where the queen was like, I'm gonna line you up. Take off your clothes. Yeah, you line up in your bulge size. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's a real perv, that queen. Yeah, it's yeah, hilarious. that show looks great. So I was looking at the cast list, and it's got all sorts of names you're gonna recognize, and ones you uh, you may not recognize. But uh, Seth Green, we all know Seth Green. Uh, yeah. Yvette Nicole Brown, she's from Community. Remember her? Uh, Tony yeah. Hale from uh, Arrested Development. Uh, Adam Polly from um, uh, Happy Endings. I just did a, if you ever see the video of this episode, I just did a jerking off motion, <laughs> even though that's not what the show is about. Uh, Brecken Meyer. Brecken Meyer had his moment. He was really big in like the mid 90s with teen films, and then he yeah, became a big robot chicken guy. I don't know who that is. He's a little short cat that's funny, like Seth Green. They almost look the same. You've probably seen him in lots of movies. Like, uh, I think Up Up the River Without a Paddle is one of the movies he was in. I've seen that one. Yeah, so he was in that movie. Um, Without a Paddle? Yeah. Cat uh, Dennings from uh, Two Broke Women or whatever that show was called on CBS. Two Broke uh, Girls? Yeah, that one. Uh, Kaylee Cuco from Big Bang Theory. You know the hot from Big Bang Theory? She, who did she play? Who does she play in the car- in the cartoon? Yeah. I have no idea. Uh, and then uh, there's a billion other names, but uh, Wendy McLinden-Covey, who is the mom from Goldberg's and also on the reboot and original Reno 911. So, um, yeah, that show looks great. It's got a great cast. Uh, Robot Chicken, uh, I haven't watched it in forever. I don't even know if they make new episodes anymore, but it was always kind of funny. So I'm hoping that they pull it together and it's a killer show. Yeah, if they keep that tone, it should be good. You just yeah. don't go like, like you say, Paradise PD, where it got too overboard. 
and just yeah, where they're just being dirty for dirty's sake, and it doesn't become yeah. funny anymore. Like yeah. I love dirty comedy, but you gotta remember not just to push the envelope and not still be funny. Yeah. But uh, this might be the perfect show for the next story I have for Hulu is they're introducing, you may have seen or not seen this, but they've introduced a new uh, thing you can do called Watch Party, where if you have a show you want to watch, you can watch it with your friends and family that aren't with you, which is perfect for our quarantine lives these days. So, Ren, if you and I said, hey, you know what you want to do on June 12th? Let's watch uh, Crossing Swords together. I can go on there and I send you an invite, almost like we do with the Zoom meetings. Yeah. And I'll invite you to watch Crossing Swords with me. And so it'll say, hey, I'm going to watch Crossing Swords because you got to remember this is all on-demand content anyways. I'm going to watch it Friday at 9 p.m. You want to watch it. And then we can watch it together. And, you know, you use your other devices to talk about it. I think there might even be a chat version somehow. And say you need to pause it or pee or something. While it's still playing on my side, you could catch up, rewind. So you can still watch at your own pace, but at the same time as your friends and family, which I thought was kind of a fun idea. And so I might want to just try it one day to see how it works. What if um, I don't have Hulu? You don't, how do you watch Hulu shows then? No, I'm saying if you invite me to watch, can I just, you know? Oh, no. I think both people have to have Hulu accounts. Oh, man. That sucks. So, yeah. You can't. You, there's no hookups for the cheap bastards. So, sorry. They should have done that. You know, like, invite your friends for a free trail. <laughs> that's a good idea. So, Hulu's listening. That's a hot marketing idea. So, you never know. They, they may um, try that later. I don't know. Um. Over on HBO Max, because we got to add the HBO Max in, because it's here. I don't know, because we were off for a week. We didn't get to talk about the debut of HBO Max. And before we talk about the shows on HBO Max, I just want to have one gripe, because I like it otherwise. Um, HBO Max is great, because it combines everything from HBO, along with everything from TNT and TBS and Cartoon Network. And I've learned not everything from DC Universe, but a small chunk, which was a little yeah. disappointing. But my biggest gripe, even though that's a small gripe, is that it's not available on Roku or Amazon Fire streaming devices. Yeah. What the hell, HBO? Ah, killing me. It doesn't make any sense. These are literally, I looked it up, 75% of all household streaming is done from a Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. And you're going to not have it available like that? Dicks. Yeah, my house has Amazon Fire Stick, and I can't watch it. <laughs> we have two Roku's and two Amazon Fire Sticks, so we were not able to watch it that way. I had it literally. I was trying to watch it through my YouTube because I thought, oh, it says it's on YouTube. And then I went to YouTube. Turns out you have to buy it separately through YouTube, and you don't get the the discounted eleven ninety nine price. You have to pay the fourteen ninety nine oh. price. So I said, screw that noise, and I went old school. I hooked up my iPad to my TV via HDMI. And we watch it that way. And it's a real pain in the ass. And I hate it. And I can't wait for them to come out with the app. So they better do it sooner than later. Wait, do you watch it in your room or in the living room? In the living room. Don't you have a, like an Xbox connected to it? No, because uh, Ty, um, Boy Danger took his Xbox up into his room. So we don't what? have... Only video game system we have in the living room is uh, an old Nintendo Wii. <laughs> Where's the PS4? He sold it. Did I tell you that? Oh, this, that's right. This, this fool sold it. So there is no PS4. They, the Xbox is in his room. And so I'm having to run it off my, my iPad. It looks, I mean, it, surprisingly, it looks perfect off the iPad, but it's still like I have to get up. I have to pull out the HDMI from the Roku, plug it into the iPad. It's a pain in the butt. I don't like it. 
Yeah, as much work as like putting in a DVD. Yeah, and we're past that. DVDs are yeah. old news. But yeah, I uh, I watch it on my PS4 and my yeah. phone. So yeah, and it's it works perfect on all the the smaller devices, and then like you pointed out, the video game systems. So if you're streaming that way, you're not going to even notice if there's an issue. But if you use any of the big time streaming devices, um, we all just got to keep wishing that it's going to come out sooner than later. Because what a nightmare. if you have if you have an Amazon Fire Stick, you could log in with your account that, that you're paying for uh, uh, on uh, HBO Now and watch HBO Now as it is. Yeah, just the HBO content. Oh, and by the way, you can yeah. do that on the Roku too. So if yeah. you wanted just to watch the HBO content, you can do the same thing through the HBO app because it'll let you use your Max login on any HBO account. So that's yeah. that's a good point. Um, so I don't know about you, but I've been watching Watchmen. Yeah, I, like I said, from the in the beginning of the episode, I was watching it too. Yeah, so I really like it. I think we're both about the same point. We're talking about it offline a little bit. And we've made, at least I made it to episode three. You say you just started episode four? Yeah, I finished episode three during lunch and then started episode four, like five minutes in. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know about you, but I love The Watchmen so far. What a great show. It's about it is. a thousand times better than the movie. The movie wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. You know, did, did you realize I didn't, I'd forgotten that Zack Snyder directed the original Watchmen movie? Oh, yeah. 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 I totally forgotten that. But this, this um, TV show takes place, I think, 33 years after that story. Now, not the movie version of it, but the graphic slash comic book version of it. So they're more um, uh, adjusted to the comic line because the movie had changed some of the story plots a little bit. Yeah. So when you watch the show, you don't have to have seen any of it, I think, to enjoy the show. But if you at least have kind of a working knowledge of the Watchmen universe, who the characters are, you're going to enjoy it about a thousand times more. But um, I thought, in my opinion, that it's so well acted. Um, I really like the scenes with the, the FBI lady, and uh, I'm just digging this show. What do you think? I, I like the fact that it's a very like woman empowering show, but they don't like rub it in your face. Like I'm a woman with power, but then she's just a BA, you know, and you right, just yeah, like, yeah. respect, you know? <laughs> and honestly, uh, the character of the FBI agent slash uh, um, Silk Spectre or whatever her superhero name used to be, is played by the actress, Jean Smart. And it may be one of the best acting parts I've seen in forever. Like I like, like kind of like you're pointing out, as soon as I saw episode three with her debut, I just sat there and I thought, damn, this lady's so good in this part. This is like the perfect part. Yeah, at first, you know, she be, she comes out and she's like a BF, like this bitch is freaking crazy. I hate her, you know, because you think she's like yeah. a bad guy. Yeah. And you're like, wait, I respect her. <laughs> she's so cool. So cool. And the way she plays it, like, is a really different version of how we've seen kind of cool, badass people be played. Like, yeah. it's not overtly like, I think I'm better than everybody else, or I know everything. There's moments where she kind of points out that she doesn't really know what the hell's going on, or maybe she took a chance at it. But she's right. so self-confident. And it may be the best acting of self-confidence that I've ever seen anybody do that I was immediately impressed. So even if the rest of these episodes suck, but I've heard they're all amazing, I would yeah. be happy with the show because of episode three. Well, it's like, it was well-directed too, you know, like how the storytelling was doing it, how she, she was like calling uh, Blue Dong himself, you know? 
Yeah, she was calling uh, Dr. Manhattan and t- telling him jokes. Yeah. Which was also so well done. Yeah, the episode was really well written, too. So, you know, at the end where, like, the car fell, was that Dr. Manhattan's doing? Yes. Yeah, it's kind of his thing. So, he dropped a car to let her know. And that's why she smiles at the end and kind of looks up at the sky. So, yeah, that was... Oh, man. Just thinking about this episode. I can't wait to watch episode four tonight. We've been watching an episode a night, and I'm geared up. So, if anybody has HBO or HBO Max and you have not yet watched The Watchmen, uh, Ren and I are a little bit behind. Because we didn't have HBO. We both ditched yeah. it as soon as Game of Thrones ended. Yeah. <laughs> so neither one of us watched The Watchmen when it was brand new a year or so ago. But uh, if you just jumped on board like we have, uh, this will get you, make you feel good about your, your expenditure or having to get up and plug in your iPad like I do. It is old news. Yeah, old news. But it's good news. So Watchmen is good. Um, if like you need a little background refresh on, you know, superhero stuff yeah one of the channels i follow is called variant comics okay youtube yeah and they do like a lot of history of and you just watch it for like five to ten minutes and they explain you you know so you can just search their channel for the comic you're maybe interested in yeah just go to like variant comic and there's a bunch of them like they did one with for watchmen and they they kind of tell you the history of it and tell you you know the characters if it's, yeah. if it's like a solo person, they'll tell you on power stuff like that. And then he'll like recommend uh, reading materials too. Oh, that's awesome. Really yeah. Cool. So yeah, I would definitely recommend then to people who haven't have no knowledge of the Watchmen to do that. Cause I'd seen the movie when it came out and I had read the graphic novel. I still actually own the graphic novel if you ever want to borrow it. But um, I still felt like I needed a refresher. Cause you like, when you don't see this yeah. stuff all the time, you're like, Oh yeah, this, yeah. unlike Marvel or DC, we're not, exposed to this version of characters all the time and so it was nice to be refreshing and definitely uh enhanced my enjoyment like i feel like you'd still enjoy the show if you knew jack squat just because it's so weird and well made but uh, if you if you know more about it it makes the weirdness seem a little less weird yeah that's why i like watching that channel because it's it's always like a recap you're like oh yeah i remember that you know yeah and i didn't realize that in the comic world it was like dr mahan that um created the new 52. Oh, yeah. So, so basically, a comic book character created a whole new universe for, for comics to exist. Yeah. It's like, yeah. that shit just blows your mind. Like, what the hell? Yeah, the, that, the, you know, The Watchmen is wild, wildly considered one of the greatest graphic novels ever made. So if, if you're a book reader at home and you're not really into graphic novels or comics, it's the one that I would recommend that you try to dip your toes in because it's just really well done. It's well thought out. It was, it was actually written in, I think, 1987. And it was uh, focused on the Cold War. And so uh, and he was the, the author of it took a lot of time thinking about um, different character studies and deconstructing what we thought we knew about superheroes and that kind of thing. And it's just so good. I mean, it's really right. well done. Because like, when he was like doing it, he was trying to get uh, the heroes from like existing universe or like was a DC or the other like smaller. Yeah. And he, they, he couldn't get the license for it. So he, he had made his like, own versions. Yeah. He made his own versions. Like how everybody does. It's pretty. Yeah. Funny. But he, he was clever about it. Like when he went and made his kind of Batman knockoff, which is called the owl, he thought about the things that really were the flaws with a Batman type character. Cause he was one of the number one writers of the Batman comics at the time. And so he knew Batman probably better than most. 
And so right. he did a really good job of breaking these people down, really thinking about it. So that's why The Watchmen, I think, is so successful. I think that's the reason why I like The Watchmen, because it takes a lot of like real stuff and incorporates into, you know, a comic book story. Yeah. And it really shows you like uh, the heroes in a different view. Right. Like more of a realistic view in a way. Kind of like the boys, but where the boys shows you that heroes can be real a-holes. This yeah. one shows you that heroes are just as faulty as the rest of us. Yeah. They all have We're their all own flogged, issues. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's well done. So if anybody hasn't watched the Watchmen yet, you need to get on it. Let me ask you this. Are there, is there anything else you've been watching on HBO max? Oh yeah. Doom Patrol, baby. Oh, you've started it? Cause that's on my list. What do you think? Yeah. You like it? Is it good? Uh, so far I like it. I'm all like, I just finished episode two. Yeah. And the, the, the thing that caught me off guard, I started watching episode one yeah. and they kind of focus on Brandon Fraser as the main person. Yeah. So that he was like a race car driver, right? To begin with before he becomes a robot. Okay. And he was like, there's one scene where she was like giving it to his nanny. <laughs> Oh yeah, and then you can see like full frontal. I'm like, whoa, DC, wow. what's going on? Yeah, yeah, this is like the rated R show. Well, I read yeah. the reason we didn't get all the DC stuff from the DC universe converted over is because the main reason they brought this show over because it's so expensive to produce that they needed the 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 eyes of both networks to make it so it could yeah. be successful. Yeah, I didn't know it was that rated R. I'm like, whoa, yeah. I'm all in now. Nice. So um, it's m- much better quality than the CWDC stuff. Yeah. And like, there's, there's just one other character in there that, that's really, really cool. She, she's from like, uh, the actress from like Orange to New Black. Okay. The, like Hispanic ladies. Yeah. And her power is, you know, a, a lot of personalities inside her. And oh. Each personality has his own special power. Oh, and that's it comes dope. out whenever he wants, you know? So uh, she gets like to act like... Yeah, so there's like a little kid. A little kid comes out. And she's a little kid, you know. So it really shows her range of act acting. It was really good. That's cool. Okay, well then, yeah, I'm definitely gonna add that show as my very next. I kind of want to finish Watchmen before I start another show on that channel. But yeah, I'm yeah. I'm down for Doom Patrol. I think the worst character so far is stupid Cyborg. <laughs> cyborg, honestly, is yeah. just a dumb character. I don't think they've ever successfully made Cyborg Cyborg not seem stupid. Yeah, the only cool cyborg is from Teen Titans Go. Yes. <laughs> Good, excellent call. By the way, if you want some hot Teen Titans Go um, um, factoids, uh, that Teen Titans Go cyborg is voiced by the long-haired dreaded guy from The Walking Dead. The guy with the tiger. Or the, oh, the yeah, king? The yeah, the king himself. <laughs> really? He's the voice of Teen Titans Go uh, uh, cyborg. Nice. So that's a fun, fun little fact. Um, I was watching, I tried, my wife and I, we tried watching Love Life, which is another HBO Max original that stars Anna Kendrick. Oh, and yeah. for me, it was a little slow. It's definitely more drama than it is comedy. It's a, if you're, if you're into watching a girl go kind of through her love life, you'd probably enjoy it. So uh, it wasn't great for me, but my wife really enjoyed it. So if that's the kind of show you like, um, it'd be good, I guess. But that's like a uh, HBO Max original, right? Right. So that's one you couldn't watch with your HBO app. You'd have to like take the time to get your HBO Max connected to your TV somehow <laughs> via yeah. Xbox, I guess, or PS4 with you. Um, but did you see the other hot HBO Max news? We've all, uh, I don't know that we talked about, but I'm sure everybody who follows anything at this point knows that they're bringing in Zack Snyder's version of Justice League. 
And the yeah, thing yeah. that that caught me off because I was I kept wondering how different is it going to be? Is it really going to be a lot better? It says, you know, I know you brought this up today, so I don't know if you saw this or not, but it does in fact have Dark Side in it, and and Martian Manhunter. Stupid Zack Snyder tweeted out, "He's coming." It is a freaking Dark Side. What the hell? It's like, yeah, he's coming at the end, dude. I'm telling you right now. It's crazy to me that uh, there are two major characters that were somehow not in the movie that were originally in the movie. So. Shame on you, DC, for editing this thing so poorly. It's it's just like like I said, DC has such a bad like setup to their movies, and yeah. all of a sudden they just gotta all come together. It's like, come on, man. Speaking of bad setups, uh, because they've brought back Zack Snyder's Justice League, everybody's been talking to David Ayers, and he's the guy that made Suicide Squad. And yeah. now that they're saying if Justice League by Zack Snyder turns out to be popular enough, the HBO Max has already uh, softly agreed to let David Ayers put out his version of Suicide Squad, which he says is much different and not as funny, more serious, because it wasn't meant to be funny until the success of Deadpool and the, the producers came back and started pushing him to try to make it sillier. So if we get to see Joker more? Yeah, he said there's a whole whole big scene of Joker that wasn't originally in the movie that he's excited for everybody to see. So uh, everybody watch Zack Snyder's Justice League just so we could see the the um, director's cut of Suicide Squad too. Because I guess, you know how at the beginning of Suicide Squad, they have like this weird music video introducing us to all the characters? He yeah. said it was never meant to be that way and that they changed it in the editing room. Each one had their own like introduction and it was more slowly like a normal thing is that i have to admit that really bothered me with suicide squad yeah because like the whole tone of it changed yeah it was totally weird so but Maybe uh more, more katana girl yeah 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 katana girl so uh i think it's a perfect time to take a quick break on the flip side of the break i want to get you a couple of tasty trailers and then i have a couple hot new jacuzzi takes before we wrap up the episode but um, we're going to talk about AMC and how they might be donezo. And, and I know you, Ren, specifically have probably been wondering what nudists do during quarantine. And I've got that answer. Also, that freaking yeah. bitch Carol Baskins is in the news. So we're going to talk about that. Carol and, uh, Baskin. Damn it, Carol Baskins. And uh, uh, porn star kills a man with toad venom. Hot news on the flippity flip. And we're back back so i want to start off right after the commercial break here with a few tasty trailers because there's actually been like there's no movies coming out you're right there are no good movies coming out but there are still movies coming out so i've got three not one not two but three tasty trailers i want to share with you the tasty trailers yum 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 the first one is kind of interesting looking it's called in the vast of the night have you ever heard of this one negative Negative. So The Vast of the Night is going to be an Amazon original. It was actually purchased by them. It was one of these uh, film festival type movies. Right. And the reason I added it to our list, because I normally don't talk about a lot of film festival movies on this brain dead pop culture show that we do. But it is so interesting to me. And I'm not sure yet until I see it. But it's basically based around the 1950s. And this young woman, she's working part time for a, a radio show. And in the 50s, 
all of a sudden something happens and their town is got an alien spacecraft that's been flying over it and weird nice. things start happening. So it's about aliens and all the weird things are happening. And these kind of young adults, they're trying to figure out what's going on while she's running this uh, TV or excuse me, radio, radio. Uh, radio TV show, radio, what do you call it? Radio serial type show. And so it looks, it looks interesting. I'm not sure. It's like one of those shows because it's an indie movie. They don't have any budget. So they might just allude to aliens without ever actually showing any. But I would recommend everybody hop over to Amazon Prime or probably YouTube and watch In the Vast of the Night uh, trailer because it definitely looks like something that caught my eye. They're going to make me use my imagination. I know. Some Damn bitches. It. I just want to see bitches. it. Uh, my next tasty trailer comes from a source that you're not going to expect. This is a Crackle original. Let me ask Crack- you, Ren. Have you ever watched the streaming network Crackle? I think so. Back in when it like debuted, it was free. Yeah, it and still there's... is. It is? Yeah. I watched I watched this one zombie movie. In, oh, what there. was it called? I forget. But they have that dude from like those teeny barber. Something something must die or something. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, John something must, must die. I think I know what the movie you're talking about. Do you know what the name of the zombie movie was? Because I'm about to tell you about a zombie movie. I hope it's not the same one because they're acting like it's brand new. So what is today? Let me look at my watch here. So we're recording this on June 4th. I'm sure by the time you all listen to this is after this. That means this movie is out. So Crackle is owned by Sony, for those who don't know. And every once in a while, they do original TV programs and movies. Um, Some are great. Some are terrible. Like one of the funnier ones I remember they did, Rob Riggle had his own TV show called Rob Riggle's Ski Academy, which was kind of stupid funny, kind of like wet, hot American summer type vibes. Well, they've got a brand new movie coming out called The Clearing, and it's a zombie film, and it debuts today, uh, June 4th, and basically this dad decides to take his kid on a camping trip because they're having some, uh, he's having marital problems, and his kid's all like kind of angry. And they go to hang out in this trailer he has on some sort of camp campground. And his kid wanders off and he tries to go look for her. But unfortunately, this all coincides with a freaking zombie invasion. And so it's him trying to like get out of his trailer and fight all the zombies and rescue his kid. And it's got like this really intense stuff happening all the time style trailer. Michael Bay stuff. Yeah, except for it looks like it was made with a camcorder and nobody's that good of an actor. So let me preface it by it looks like it's horribly acted. But I'll watch anything with zombies in it. And so I think I might give it a shot because I watched some crap movie on Amazon the other day called Zombie with a Shotgun. Uh, don't waste your time, by the way. What the heck is that? <laughs> it's garbage. It lo- that looks like it was filmed with someone's iPhone. At least this one looks like maybe they moved up to like a legit camera. But uh, yeah, so The Clearing. If anybody's been itching to watch some zombie stuff that is out now, uh, you can watch The Clearing and let us know if it's garbage. It probably is, but, you know, zombies. John Tucker must die. <laughs> you did it. I <laughs> love it. Yeah. My third and final tasty trailer is another horror movie. So we have kind of an, a theme going here with our trailers because these are the only movies that apparently they've probably been all shelved until now. They're like, we got to put this something out. It's called Becky. And what makes me excited about Becky, and I know you, you did see this trailer, right? Or no? Oh, yeah. I watched it. Okay, good. So what makes me kind of uh, interested in Becky is this stars Kevin James, you know, the Kevin James from- Mall Cop. 
Yeah, Paul Blart Mall Cop, and uh, what was that TV show he was on for a long time? King of Queens. Yes, The King of Queens. Um, it stars Kevin James and Joel McHale from Community. So it's got two comedians in it, and this is not, let me repeat, this is not a co- comedy movie. Uh, Becky, the basic premise is this. Kevin James is a, a Nazi. I don't know if he's even a neo-Nazi, but he's got a big old beard. You said he looked like? The Big Show. The Big Show, which was so <laughs> right on. Yeah. So he's got this bald head, big beard, big show looking mother effer, and a big old swastika on the back of his head. And he's a, a prisoner. He escapes from like a prison bus or something. And he's on the hunt for some sort of key that's hidden in the cabin for something we don't know as just, you know, tasty trailer viewers. Now, right. Joel McHale is married or remarried to a nice, beautiful young black woman. And he's trying to take his daughter on a, a trip to the cabin to kind of get everybody happy with each other. But Becky's a real bitch. And <laughs> so she wanders off like apparently all these kids in these movies do. And Kevin James shows up looking for his key and decides to hold Joe McHale and his black wife, who he's not privy to being a Nazi and all, uh, is hostage. Now, Becky, who is a 13-year-old girl, decides to go all Kevin McAllister uh, home alone on them and starts just like kicking the living shit out of all these Nazis. And it looks gory as hell. And I I have to admit, I'm kind of really wanting to see this movie now. Dude, the trailer, the trailer looks so cheesy, like so ridiculously. It's cheesy. like how it's like how like you're, how you're saying from like um, Suicide Squad, little comicies, yeah, like kitty thing. It the, the whole thing's like that, like a, from like a kid's drawings point of view, you know, in a way. Right. But yeah, but yeah, all you see is like her, yeah, all her killing, her stabbing, blood everywhere. It's hilarious. Yeah, and this girl, this girl that plays Becky, I can't remember her real name, but she's been typecast. She's been in the Annabelle movies and Haunted Hill House or something, those types of movies. So one of the things they're, they're doing with the movie Becky that's a little bit interesting is not only is it available on video on demand, I think as early as next week. It might have been June 12th. I don't June remember. 12th. <laughs> but uh, they're, they're debuting it in drive-in theaters, which I think is kind of fun. We have, uh, at least by where I live, there's a drive-in theater about 20 minutes away. And I'm not sure if they're the type of driving theater that'll have it, but how fun would that be to see a right. crazy, gory movie starring a couple comedians in the drive-in? You know her, um, Joel's wife. Yeah. She's the pastor from uh, Kim's Convenience. No, what? Yeah, oh, nice. That that's a fun fact. I did not yeah. notice that. Great actress watching, too. Yeah, I was watching. Like, she looks so familiar. I was like, it's her. Nice. There you go. One more. So it's got, what's funny about it is it clearly has good actors we've seen with the ability to act well in other things, but the trailer does not make me think that they're great actors in this movie. So that almost makes me want to watch it more. Seeing good actors act bad. Well, the thing is the trailer looks bad too. Oh yeah. The movie looks stupid as hell. It looks poorly made and everything, but the concept is good. The actors are good. And I don't know. I'm sure it's going to be horrific, but I feel like it might be one of these movies that's so bad it's good. It's almost comedic. Yeah. So there you go. If you're interested in that kind of stuff, and I feel like it could be like one of these um, movies that becomes a cult classic because of how ridiculous it is, uh, check out Becky. You can check it out at home on video on demand or hop in your car and not social distance and watch it at the drive-in. Yeah, you like never used to watch horror movies, right? No, but you guys got me into it. You kept talking about yeah. it and talking about it. And then this last Halloween, 
for the entire month of October, <laughs> I caught up. I watch yeah. a different horror movie like every night. And so I've pretty much seen them all now. And I've, I've uh, killed any sensibility that would have been scared before. So I'm not, I'm not yeah. freaked out anymore. Yeah, HBO Max has a bunch of uh, horror movies on there too. Yeah, I saw that. They have a great selection of movies, by yeah. the way. But that was always the HBO thing. I love horror movies, by the way. I do too now. It took me a minute to get over it. Because yeah. my thing, and I've told Rin this, but never the audience is, the only thing I never liked about uh, horror movies is the cheap shot of jump scares. Like, I don't mind creepy stuff. In fact, I enjoy creepy stuff. But I hate being startled. And I don't think startled equals being, like, afraid of something. Because uh, I guess unless I'm being afraid of being startled. But it always makes me go, <gasps> I hate that. It's so yeah. <laughs> cheap, and so many movies use that to startle. They like they make the move, music get you ready, and then something jumps out of the dark, and like, ugh. So I, I found this website though. So don't make fun of me later. But I found a website where you can look up any horror movie, and it gives you a a, a timeline of when all the, the jump scares are, so you can kind of know when they're gonna happen. And you're way less scared that way. Got him. Got him. Like for me, when I was like going to college, because uh, I'm an art major. Yeah. I used to be like super critical of movies, but one day, you know, I just decided to watch some bad movies. Yeah. That way I have no expectations, no like critical views of it and just take the movie for what it is. And I watch a lot of horror movies. Yeah. And so I, you, you know, horror movies are always bad. Always. <laughs> Endings are never satisfying, you know? So I got used to watching that. And I just love watching horror movies because I have no expectations. I just watch it to enjoy it. That's a good way to be, though. That's what it same, is. Yeah. Same, same with me. You know, I, I went to film school for a hot minute, and I was, I was ultra critical until well into my old age. And finally, I shook it. I'm still not as good as you at just like letting a movie get away with garbage, but I'm definitely better at not being super critical. So you're right. That's, that's, you know, you're, you're trying to enjoy a movie. You don't need to be so hard on it. Yeah, it's like I get, I get all the things they're doing, they're doing on the metaphors and you know, stuff like that. Right. But at the end of the day, you still got to make an entertaining movie, you know? And yep. that's all I want to, that's all I'm asking for, for me, for me to be entertained. Yeah, as long as you can be entertained. Cool. So I want to jump and dip our toes in the new jacuzzi. My first story is with AMC, since we're talking about movies. Um, AMC, is, AMC is actually the biggest movie theater chain in America, just ahead of Regal. I had to look that up, but it's true. Um, so AMC said that they are literally um, less than this year's worth of months from shutting down. They said that if they cannot open their theaters by the end of 2020, they'll never open their theaters again. Um, they uh, are losing. I think that they said when they started, they had they were cash rich and they had over $600 million and now they're down to about 80 million. And it's it's only June, so <laughs> they uh, they're they're about to go under. Um, so um, hopefully COVID will get figured out and fixed. Otherwise, we will have to say goodbye to one of the biggest theater chains in America. It's because they fought with Universal, man. Well, now we maybe know a little <laughs> bit why. I think that you know when a dog's injured is the worst time to approach it. And I think Universal didn't realize that they were approaching an injured dog, and that's why they lashed out so bad at them. Right. So, yeah. Sorry, AMC, but uh, it just may be the way it is. You're going to go the way of the blockbuster. Wait, what's that channel with The Walking Dead on again? A AMC. It's AMC? <laughs> it's the American Movie Classics. 
Oh, okay. So I was because I was thinking zombies when you say AMC, not yeah. the movie theaters. Yeah, the movie theater chain. So um, my second news story is what we're all, of course, been wondering is what are nudists doing during quarantine? And I came I came across this story on CNN. You know, uh, wow. and yeah, I know, right? So you had to scroll for a long time on their website to get past all the you know the racist news and the coronavirus news, and the El Presidente news. And then at the very bottom of the CNN website, they have this little chunk of news called World and Entertainment. And so they had yeah. this article on there that was pretty interesting. And they're talking about um, this nudist group. It's one of the biggest ones. It's actually the French Nudist Association of France, I guess, or something. And they, they went and asked them. They said, so their thing is they have a lot of um, – uh, recreation spots that they go nudist beach they have clubs where these people are pretty much nude 24 7 and they're like how are you able to enjoy your nudist life anymore because one of the thing about nudists is they like to do it together you know they don't want to just be dingleberries out at home by themselves they want to like be dingleberries around out around all their friends you know right. and so they've created a youtube channel for anybody who's ever wondered what it's like to be a nudist uh if you were to google or youtube look up uh, French Nudist Association, you'll find it. And on this nudist channel, you can see the nudist people uh, doing yoga. You can see them cooking. You can see them playing sports, uh, crafts. There's a whole thing of them doing some nudist crafts. Now, let me forewarn you, Ren, because I know you're thinking, nice, free nudity. I can't believe YouTube allows nudity. And yeah. they do in this purpose because it's more educational than it is erotic. And I will tell you, because I researched for you guys, because I'm a, I'm a, a a team, team player, yeah. a team player. Uh, don't look. Uh, it's a, it's 90% dudes, uh, overweight dudes, and a few overweight ladies. And I would say they're all 60 plus. <laughs> but yeah, body have, shaming them. I am very much so. And they are having a good old time. Uh, <laughs> the worst thing you could ever see is a 60 year old nudist doing yoga. I can promise you that now. So don't watch it. It's worse than probably in these tasty trailers we were talking about. You should go to YouTube and clear your search history because it's going to recommend you more videos. Like <laughs> oh, that's the next time I go, my kids will share YouTube with me. They jump on there and like, would you like to watch this nudist video? They're like, dad, what is wrong with you, you perv? So anyways, you, go, that- you, you go up to Kid Danger like, what is this? What are you watching? Should I blame him? Like totally yeah. like, I don't know what it is. Disgusting. Why would you watch this? That lady's older than your mom. Gross. Speaking of uh, old, out of shape women, that bitch Carol Baskins has decided to <laughs> take it to Joe Exotic one last time. And so, why poor uh, Joe Exotic is locked up in prison for his horrendous animal crimes uh, and trying to car- kill Carol herself, uh, Carol uh, was able to go back to the courts and prove that his exchange of his zoo in Oklahoma to that other weird guy. Do you remember that Jeff, weird guy's name? Jeff, Jeff Lowe? Yes, good memory. So his his uh, sell of the um, zoo to Jeff Lowe turned out to be under false pre- pretenses, and it's not legal. And so the George, the George, the judge awarded uh, Carol Baskin's uh, Joe Exotic Zoo. So Carol Baskin's is now the proud owner of exotic zoo or whatever it's called the gw zoo in um, oklahoma yeah because because she sued him for it right something like that yeah she's been suing him from the beginning yep and 
that's what he was trying to do, right? So he transferred the asset of the zoo over to um, Joe, hoping that, that they wouldn't be able to take it from them. But the judge, the, probably thanks to the documentary, it was very clear what they were up to. And so that's not legal for anybody that tries to pull that stuff. And trust me, people try to pull that kind of thing right. all the time. Um, don't film it if you're going to do that. And they got nailed. And now it's hers. So uh, while she probably did, in fact, murder and feed her husband <laughs> to the lions, she got away with this one. Dude, I'm telling you, man. Jeff Lowe is her abusive ex-husband, dude. <laughs> That'd be so funny if it turned dude, out. You look at their photos, man. They're exactly the same. <laughs> that, that, that'd be so funny if it turned out that that's the case. So, that's the anyways, Good job, Carol. Um, Carol? Freaking Baskin. Carol goddamn Baskin seems to get away with everything where uh, Joe Exotic could get away with nothing. Uh, my last and final story has to deal with one that I caught on actually Fox News. So that's, to be fair, I look at both news sites. Um, Fox News was reporting at the very bottom of theirs. By the way, it's a much easier to get through their trashy news stories than it is on CNN. Um, uh, porn star kills man with toad venom. And you're thinking, what the heck? So I got to pull this up for a second because there was so much bizarre information on this story. I don't want to miss any part of it because um, it's all pretty good. So this so, porn star. Wait, so last time a porn star becomes a doctor? Correct. And then this time a porn star becomes a murderer. <laughs> yes, that's absolutely right. So this porn yeah. star's name, he's a Spanish porn star and his name is, get this, um, Nacho Vidal. Nacho? Nacho! So Nacho is a 41-year-old porn star who has been in over 1,500 adult films, which is incredible. I mean, good for you, guy. Um, he's a little weird. So not only is he a porn star, but he's a little weird. He believes in a lot of these different kind of like um, environmental type health fixes. He's like a herbalist and all these different things, but he's like far gone. Cause I'm not making fun of those types of people. Cause there's lots of people that believe in that. And it does work in a lot of occasions, but homie decided that um, well, real quick, before we get into what he did, I almost forgot to mention that not only is he an adult film star with 1500 films, but he also is a penis shaped candle entrepreneur. So that's a, that's a fun fact that we should know that he is making money by selling penis-shaped candles, many of which are based off his own penis. Wow. Maybe he needs to get together with like Gwyneth Paltrow and get some yeah, of that yeah. goop smell to it. There's <laughs> <laughs> something, dude. Something there. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> goop smell is the worst thing ever when you're talking about Gwyneth Paltrow's badge candles and this guy's penis candles. But anyways... Um, so this guy decided uh, he'd found out that there's this toad um, and actually I think they said it's not even Mexico. This toad could be found in like um, Arizona and I think parts of Texas. But this toad, when you uh, it secretes a toxin to ward off predators, that's why it does it. It's meant to help it stay alive. Well, these idiots are catching it and you can actually make a type of DMT. I don't know if you've ever heard of DMT. But DMT is a mind-altering hallucinogenic that uh, a lot of drug users enjoy, but it's not great. DMT is one of these ones that either you're going to have a really amazing trip and you're going to be able to live with dragons and unicorns for a few hours, or you're going to have a really bad trip and you're going to wish you had died, 
or you're just going to die because it will like pop your heart. It'll give you brain hemorrhages. It'll give you seizures. I mean, you're literally poison. DMT is literal poison. Just so everybody knows, don't take DMT. Um, so he decided that it was a way for them to um, increase their spirituality and cleanse their souls. And he would huff it. He turned it into like a vapor and he would huff it. And he actually recommended this to the world on his YouTube channel that this is a good idea. So he was having himself a, a venom toad party, <laughs> had some people over. And this guy was actually a journalist. So this, he convinced this journalist that it was safe enough for him to try. And the guy tried it and he died. He done died. And so guess what, guys? When you convince someone else to take a drug that kills them, you will, in fact, be charged with manslaughter. So uh, Nacho is going to jail. <laughs> Damn. No more, no more porn career. Good thing he was, sounds like he was at the end of his porn life at the age of 40-something. But, um, yeah, sorry, guys. So if you were a big Nacho Penis Candle fan, uh, you better get him now because he's not going to be able to make any more. R.I.P. Nacho. R.I.P. To, to the poor dude he killed. <laughs> so... I don't know. Does it say his Man, name? Man, I wonder how he convinced them. Like, nothing's approved. Nothing's been, like, you know, tested. And he convinced that dude to do it. And like, yeah, it, the, the guy that passed away, so we can give him a little, like, RIP, his name was Jose Luis Abed. And he, I, I said he was a reporter. He was actually a Spanish uh, photographer that worked with different newspapers and things in fashion. And, uh, yeah, he died. And the reason he bought into it is because Nacho apparently had done this lots of times and never died. He had fantastic awakenings and trips and all these different things. So, but that's the thing with drugs, kids, is uh, sometimes it works and sometimes not so much. And it only takes one time to get you. Yeah, because that's, that's the thing. He's done it so many times. His body can handle it, you know. And Jose does it for the first time. Body's like, what the hell is this? And then he dies. RIP. Yeah, RIP, Jose. So uh, that was my final story. We'll end on uh, <laughs> the toad venom penis candle yeah. death story. I thought uh, it's going to be like a good porn story, but it's kind of uh, sad. <laughs> yeah, it was a little sad. But uh, with that, uh, unless you have anything else you want to share. Yeah, don't do drugs, kid. Don't do drugs. Instead, visit uh, visualantidesign.com and order some hot graphics from us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with that, uh, not true. We'll see you on the flippity flip. Talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> Cartoon dongs and balls. <laughs> <laughs>